Over at the Never Heard of It podcast, we've spent the last four years criticizing people's films and talking about how they could have made them better. Well, you know what? Now it's time to put your money where our mouth is. That's right. The Never Heard of It podcast and Night Shift Radio are making a movie. We are making a brand new sci-fi thriller called Somnium. Somnium is the tale of a brand new app, something kind of like TikTok, where people are able to watch others' dreams, everyone's dreams, anonymously across the world. However, our main character, Adam, starts to see dreams that look all too familiar, including dreams of somebody murdering him. So the question is, who is dreaming of murdering Adam? That's the question we look to answer in our brand new film, Somnium, but we need your help. We need your help in funding so we can pay the amazing crew and the amazing cast of this brand new film. Head to nightshiftradio.com somnium. Donate what you can, and if you can't, share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Someone out there is going to be a rich weirdo that's going to want to fund this film. So again, nightshiftradio.com somnium. Thank you so much, guys. We look forward to making this movie just for you. You're listening to Fight Jokes About Everything, a Night Shift Radio original. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. Okay, it's Monday, February 1st. First off, I do want to kick off that uh, this is the start of Black History Month and everything that has happened over the last year. I think uh, this month is is probably uh, even more important. We need to showcase the fact that um, that our, our fellow citizens, our fellow humans are, are just as equal and just as appreciated as anyone else. Um, and that being said, uh, we're going to talk about film. Um, so if you are interested in black film at all uh, in black cinema, there's a lot of great resources. Tubi TV is a really great free resource. Um, Quelly TV is also a really great one. It's K-W-E-L-I. Um, this is a, a basically a paid subscription, but it is it is a lot of, um, uh, of, of black cinema, black documentaries, a lot of uh, leaning more towards African cinema and African um, uh, uh, documentaries. Definitely check it out. A really cool service. But other than that, most major streaming services now have a black cinema section, and you should definitely check it out. There's some really good ones there. So uh, today, though, we're going to talk about the Sundance Film Film Festival. So the Sundance Film Festival, Sundance in general, is actually a film institute and an organization that's all about um, the perseverance and uh, the promotion of film. It's it's uh, it's been around for years and years and years. But the February uh, the Sundance Film Festival kicked off January twenty eighth, and it carries on until February third. That would be this Wednesday. Um, so something a little different. I mean, a little different, not entirely different, but but it's a big deal. Is this time around the Sundance Film Festival is going virtual. So it is a hundred percent virtual this year and the whole idea behind the Sundance Film Festival is obviously it's a celebration of, of film and more specifically indie film but the whole idea behind Sundance Film Festival is to bring your film there showcase it to like-minded people and critics with the hopes of a distribution company finding it and being like yo I love your movie here's a boatload of money can I take it and go play it on Netflix or Hulu or theaters or whatever it is? And this is where a lot of film uh, filmmakers go to try to pitch their films. Now, that being said, obviously, some, you know, you have to submit. They have to be um, uh, accepted. There is a registration process, kind of an audition process uh, in order to get into Sundance. Not everybody can just submit their films. But something that's different this year is this whole idea of a virtual ticket. Typically, the people that go to Sundance are either filmmakers or people in the film industry um you know it's there are you know scattered people that are like eh, i'm just a rich person and i go there because it you know is off in uh is in park city utah um but this time around 
you could go to Sundance if you wanted to. So Sundance being virtual uh, changes a lot of how this works. So um, earlier last week, there was this uh, all access pass. So basically you paid X number of dollars and you could just watch any film you wanted at any time. Um, there's over 70 of them at this moment. Um, but right now it's about $15 a movie. Um, and so you go through the list and you're like, oh, this movie looks cool. I'm going to pay my $15. I now have 24 hours to watch that movie. Um, there's a lot of great and easy ways for you to watch this. So um, Apple TV has an app for the Sundance Film Festival, Fire TV, or on your Android or iOS phone. Um, there's there's apps and there's ways for you to watch that are directly from uh, the website. Um, so it's super duper easy to do right now. Um, so if there's any films that you're interested in, um, there was a couple that I was interested in. So Robin Wright's Land um, is, is out. Uh, it's her directorial debut. Very excited for that. There's a psychological thriller called Knocking. Um, and then Zoe Lister-Jones has a movie uh, called How It Ends. And then, of course, the next one is Rebecca Hall has one called Passing. Um, the Rebecca Hall one I'm very excited for. Um, I, I had the pleasure to work with her last year on a film called The Night House, um, which sold at Sundance last year for $12 million. Very big deal. It was only like a $5 million budget or maybe a little higher, but you know, like it, it was a pretty big deal. So we pretty much um, got it and it's going to be in theater. It was supposed to be in theaters last year, but the world collapsed. Uh, but this year it'll be in theaters around July uh, and you'll get to see Rebecca Hall uh, in that. Um, but also Rebecca Hall is going to be in uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong. So that's a really big deal. And that brings me to the subject of um, the simultaneous release. So something that we saw most recently, uh, we saw it, uh, Tenet kind of teased it and then Wonder Woman just went right out and did it is the uh, the simultaneous in theaters on demand at the exact same time. Mulan is another great example of this movie that kind of kind of it was a little staggered, but they did it as well. So the whole idea is, is that uh, Wonder Woman 1984 basically was like, hey, if you have HBO Max, you can watch this movie the same day that it releases in theaters for a short period of time. Wonder Woman 1984 is leaving HBO Max for a little while to finish up its theater run, and then it'll eventually uh, come back to HBO Max in, in the end of the year or early next year. So Sundance did this thing where they're allowing you to watch all these movies for $15 a person, and now they're going to get tons more people uh, in and watching these indie films that may or may not pick up distributors. So again, the whole purpose of Sundance is people bring their film in with the hopes that a Netflix picks them up and says, hey, great, I will totally buy your movie and air it on Netflix to you know, 100 million, 500 million subscribers or whatever absurd number it is. Um, you know, and that's the hope. Not everybody gets a distribution deal. Some people show their film, it gets critically acclaimed, and then nothing happens to it, and it goes straight to, you know, straight to VHS, which is not a thing, but you know what I mean. Um, it, and this brings to the point of, like, how is how is the theater world going to exist in the future? So I uh, I talk about indie films uh, theaters, so smaller theater chains, not the Regals, not the AMCs or, or whatever. This is the, the mom and pop like, hey, we really love cinema. We're going to open one. I have one in my neighborhood right now, which has been doing these virtual screenings. You pay $20, $25 or whatever, and you get to watch one of these movies that are part of this indie run. And obviously they're not, you know, the Marvel movies. Like I'm not going to rent $25 and be able to watch Wonder Woman. Uh, it's, you know, I'm going to, you know, spend $25 and watch, um, uh, you know, the the latest Swercy Warren, uh, Warren film. Like that's, that's what it's going to be. You know, it's one of those type of things. Um, and it's very smart that they can do that, but not every small theater is able to do this. And a lot of them are, 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 
are failing if they haven't shut down already because of COVID in the last year. And remember COVID, you know, it's February 1st. COVID's still going to be a thing for at least another six to 12 months. Like it is not going away anytime soon. These businesses are still going to fail to that. Now, I am in no way advocating that we should open up businesses and just like let them run because that's stupid because people will die. People will die. That's not smart. We don't do that. So what we should do is like this uh, smaller cinema thing, we need to adjust to the industry. Now, after COVID is a thing, you know, two years down the road, five years down the road, the film industry and film distribution in the theater world is still going to need to change. It has been a mess for a very long time. Um, the Marvel movies definitely helped bring it back out of the gutter, uh, but in the early, you know, in the early 2000s, the theater industry was tanking tanking because people weren't going to the movies anymore. Netflix was starting to come up where you're able to get DVDs at your home. And then eventually, you know, right around 2009, 2010, uh, full streaming, you know, kind of kicked around everyone once everyone started having, you know, full smartphones that were capable of doing that. And, you know, TVs that, that were doing this and computers that were able to do that. So, so the theater industry was tanking prices are rising. I mean, you know, movies were four or $5 and now they're, they're 15 plus, um, just to get in there. And so there needs to be a shift. So we're having this thing where we have these same day releases where it's, it's, you know, Oh, if you subscribe to HBO max, you can watch wonder woman 1984. Well, if you don't subscribe to HBO max, you can also go and, uh, uh, go to the theater and watch it. So five years from now, we're, we're erasing COVID at this point, five years from now, I think that these these same day things are going to be a benefit because I think the ability to um, offshoot the price of the film um, with the price of of what they know they're going to get from all these streaming platforms is probably the best way for it because you're going to end up seeing a whole bunch of people staying home um, instead of uh, going to the theater, but they're going to pay for, they're going to subsidize those that theater run so that the film itself can be cheaper because they don't have to run it on as many theaters. Um, you know, we don't have to jack up our prices and we don't have to take up slots for other films that people are going to see. So I think you're going to see the surgence of, of the block Buster film kind of coming down a little bit and all that mid-level to low-level indie films are going to rise back up and you're going to see more of them in theaters and less of our blockbuster because they know they're going to capture a larger audience, a guaranteed larger audience by just uh, selling it to that distribution. Could I be wrong? Totally. I have no clue. Uh, I've only been in the industry for a few uh, years, decades. So um, so here's the thing. And is it a benefit? Sure. Are, is it going to save indie films? Maybe. Is it going to save the, the indie film theater business? Probably not. Uh, you know, I mean, like there's a lot of money behind that and that's, there's a lot that's going to be banking on it. Um, but, uh, I, th I think, uh, this could be on the way. I think doing these virtual premieres, not only for indie films, but for blockbusters more specifically, I think is the way to go. I think that's the way that, that the industry is going to push to. And I think it's the positive way that the industry needs to be, because I do believe that having that choice between staying home or going to the theater, you will see people end up, um, staying home and watching these big blockbusters 
blockbuster blockbuster films, which will remove the number of theaters that it pushes to, and you're going to end up seeing more people in the theater. That's my opinion. What do you think? Uh, if you were interested, uh, let me know. You can tweet at me at the Michael Fight. Um, of course, I'm on Instagram at Michael Fight, and of course, for more information, use uh, you can visit nightshiftradio.com. If you're at all interested in supporting this podcast and the seven others on the Night Shift Radio network, um, you can go to Patreon.com/nightshiftradio. I, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, you get bonus episodes, early access, and also sneak previews of our two upcoming shows, um, non-podcast like shows you can watch uh, that are coming up uh, in in this year. So you'll get a lot of cool early access to that. Um, so definitely let me know, tweet at me, and of course, thank you very much for subscribing, everyone. And I will see you on Wednesday. Hi, I'm Sarah Sweeney, host of the new podcast Latchkey Kids. Right now, we're all at home, left to our own devices, without any adult supervision. Each weekish, I'll talk to my fellow latchkey kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and, because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me, wherever you get your podcasts. Mindless monsters, once thought human, fill the streets. A corrupt government threatens the lives of the people it's meant to serve. This sounds a little too familiar. Is this real life? Or a video game you can play for fun? Shift Talk Q, Night Shift Radio's newest original production, is your LGBTQ centered source for creative and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming, diversity, and community. You can expect unboxings, game reviews, let's plays, community nights, celebrations of what video games are doing right, critical conversations about where the gaming industry needs to do better, and so much more. Be the first to know when new episodes drop by following us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Shift Alt Q. And on Twitch at Shift Alt Q to join the community. For more information about Shift Alt Q, visit nightshiftradio.com.